When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Farming is inherently a risky profession, and it can be overwhelming to calculate all of those risks on the farm, including the potential for a barn or shed fire. Luckily, there are places that can help farmers mitigate risk. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Megan Shasso is the Director of Outreach at the Upper Midwest Agricultural Safety and Health Center, better known as UMASH. It's a federally funded center to keep people in the egg sector safe and healthy. Barn fires are an area of research and outreach for UMASH. And Megan first explains who's at risk for a fire. Yeah, when we think about barn and building fires, I usually think about a few kind of core areas that are high risk. So one of those are going to be anywhere where there's heating equipment. So um, with heating equipment, we usually are thinking of farms that have animals or, right, because you're either keeping your water system from freezing when it's really cold or you're keeping animals warm or whatever it might be. So heating equipment is a big risk area. So folks that have that, that's definitely one to think about. And then from there, it really varies depending on the farm. You know, it can be anyone that has, you know, the the lofted hay barns. Those are a risk area. But it could also be a really state-of-the-art new shop where you have things like chemicals and then also, you know, flammable activities happening. So um, it's kind of important just, it's really everybody, but it's important to think about, you know, what are the areas that might be the riskiest on your farm Um, But what it boils down to really is, like, if you think about older buildings that have, you know, electrical coating that's different than what we would build today, buildings with electrical heating equipment, and then buildings with stored feed or hay, and then finally anywhere where there's, you know, flammable chemicals of sorts. So those are the main categories I tend to think of. When is the most common time of year that barn fires take place. Yeah, and this is really timely that we see them the most in late winter, early spring, um, particularly in animal operations because we have, like you said, we have feed, hay, things like that stored, and they've been stored for quite some time. Um, Also, rodent activity all winter long is really hard to prevent completely. Um, and then also just you see more bedding being used. So there's more dust. And between, you know, that organic dust that you get from hay and feed and then rodents and cobwebs, um, those can all be pretty flammable as well. And then also, you know, we see those, the, the use of heaters in late winter, early spring, especially and then as you move into that early spring area, we're, you know, starting to fire up to get ready for, you know, field work. So that's when we start to see folks, you know, getting machinery ready. And that's when we might see more of those incidents around places like machine sheds and shops and things like that. Do you guys track how common barn fires are? For example, do you keep track of how many happened in 2020 versus 2021? Do you see any trends is outreach helping with fire prevention? The the tracking of it, called surveillance, is sort of challenging. There's a lot of ag things that are hard to measure, but 
Um, it seems like in 2021, they were a bit down from 2020. Um, I kind of compare it to grain bin incidents where the trends can really follow weather patterns. So we saw a number of, you know, really tragic grain bin incidents in like the 2019 to 2020 seasons. And part of that was because we'd had really wet, challenging agronomic conditions. And so, you know, things like wet corn were going into bins and then that builds up and, you know, forces people inside. So similarly for building fires, you can see things like, is wet hay going in? You know, is it really cold? So we're using a ton of heaters, things like that, um, which really reiterates all the more important it is to do some of these check-ins to prevent the incidents because they, the risk varies depending on the year and what's going on on the farm. Mixed with the leading causes of barn fires, as you mentioned, the heating equipment, maybe poor electrical, mm-hmm. flammable items in a shop, <laughs> rodents, so many, yeah. so many factors. What actions right. can farmers take right now to prevent a possible fire? Yeah, it's a good time of year for that. I mean, I know it's never, it's never dull on the farm, especially folks with livestock. It's, you know, you're, busy every single day of the year. Um, But the winter is a good time to really be thinking about this just because it's a risky time. So um, some of the really basic stuff, like you even mentioned in your email, but um, it sounds kind of lame, but cleaning. So getting especially outlets, looking at those areas to just make sure that debris is, you know, away from them. Um, To the extent folks can, you know, checking in on like wiring, the condition of things, if you're using extension cords, really making sure that those are in good condition. Um, updating your heating equipment is a great idea. You know, it can be expensive, but if, you know, if people are making financial plans around this time of year, it's a good time to be thinking about that. Um, you know, older stuff does tend to be a little bit riskier. Um, and then thinking about how you store different kinds of materials. So, any of the flammables, so your chemicals, oils, you know, any kind of pesticides folks might be using, fertilizers even, and even different kind of medications, and making sure that those are stored based on, you know, what the label says, to always go back to the label, but just making sure that there are no really extreme temperatures impacting those kinds of things, um, that folks aren't, like, welding around it, um, but some other helpful tips that aren't always thought of right away, too, are to have the ABC extinguishers in and around kind of all the buildings and shops. Uh, another leading cause that we haven't talked about yet is, you know, smoking. And so if there are folks on the farm that are smoking, really making sure that there are designated areas away from, you know, animal bedding, for example, is super flammable is can be really helpful. But something that we do talk about a lot and we've talked about a little bit is, you know, having conversations with your emergency responders, especially your fire department crews there. You know, they've seen tons of incidents and can really spot, you know, risk areas or hazards that may not be completely obvious when you're, you know, walking about your farm. Right? Similar when you're you know, writing something and you're too close to it and someone else has to look at it, it can be really helpful to have that kind of new set of eyes to point out some of the 
you know, low risk areas. You know, even if you take every precautionary measure and a barn fire, shed fire does occur, should farmers have a plan in place on the farm? And what does that look like? Yeah, it's a great idea to have a plan in place. I think we've all had the experience of a really stressful event. And, you know, we don't think clearly. We get rattled. It's it's hard to remember things. So uh, some of the, you know, really initial things that can be done is, you know, depending on what kind of technology you have, you could put like a laminated sign in buildings that have addresses, phone numbers, you know, important details so that those are posted about. Because something we hear about a lot is, you know, maybe a worker or a kid or someone that's on the farm doesn't have an address memorized. Or maybe that spot doesn't have a great fire number or there needs to be, you know, good directions. We've all seen what rural areas look like and giving those really those really expedient directions to where something might be happening is all the more important. So something like that, either like posting it up or having it in your phone is a really good first step. Um, but having a plan is good as well. So something that we have seen folks do is, you know, have their fire department out and walk around the farm and, you know, see like we said before, you know, see some of those areas that they could maybe deal with, but also just giving them the lay of the land. So if there is an incident and they have to come out, they know, oh, there are animals here. We know there are stored chemicals here. And those things can be documented as well, and there are tools to do that so that they can have that with them. Um, You know, they're not going to be able to memorize every single farm, but having that relationship is going to still be helpful. So I will send you some of those tools where you can – kind of map out and mark things, you know, that's a little more advanced, but a great starting point is going to be, you know, having those details in place so that people have them. And then also doing that really just high level planning and thinking about um, having those conversations with your emergency responders and then talking to whoever is on the farm. If you have employees, if it's just family, if it's just two people, it's still good to have a conversation about, you know, what would you do? Because in those times, it's so stressful. It's hard to put together a really uh, logical thought. Excellent information coming from Megan Shasso, the Director of Outreach at the Upper Midwest Agricultural Safety and Health Center. She says this is a good conversation to have with your insurance provider. She says insurance companies can be receptive to having preventative conversations and putting plans or precautionary measures in place on the farm. This, of course, can be financially beneficial, especially in the aftermath of a fire. It's certainly something we don't want to have to think about, but it's necessary. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.